God, this morning, or this evening, God, to thank you for the chance just to, to be here tonight and talk um, about this subject, about how important it is and, and what it is that we need to do um, as Christians um, in this world and what we uh, were called to, to to show love, God, and, and not just to be apathetic and sit back and, and watch, to, to show love and to think and to remember that love truly is, it's, it's a it's an action verb, God, that we are to demonstrate this love. Help us find ways to do this. Help us find ways to do something in our world. Name I pray. Amen. All right, so I'm going to kind of talk about complaining real quick. Has anybody ever complained? Ever? Two of you. Fantastic. Awesome. I'm glad two of you guys can tell the truth. But we all like to complain sometimes. You're teenagers, so all the time we like to complain. Um, whether it's because somebody ripped us off, um, insulted us. How many of you guys can drive? Anybody ever complain about the drivers around you? Yeah. Uh-huh. Are you ever one of those people people complain about? Probably. But I mean, or they cut us in line, or they, it's those happy meal that didn't have the toy, whatever. Um, we're going to occasionally find ourselves wanting to complain about how unfairly that we've been treated. When I was your age, um, I, I had only really one outlet for my complaints. I could complain like to a person, like to my mom or dad or whatever. Um, some of you may complain to a diary journal or something. That's not something I ever did, but you guys may do that. But today, we have a brand new form, a um, new way to air our grievances, and that's social media. So let me ask you this question. Have you ever complained about something on social media? Anybody? I'm not going like, to call you out and be like, what did you say? I'm not going to do that, so don't worry. So you can raise your hand. Anybody? So we got a few. Okay. Um, maybe, so let me... You know, have, you, have you or maybe your parents ever used social media to complain about something or leave a bad review? Anybody want to share maybe a story? Anybody? No? I think I've only left, like, I haven't, I've never left very many, like, Yelp reviews. I think I've only done a handful. There was one time I remember leaving a pretty bad review. Um, I have a place here in town. We went there on a Thursday night. Um, they said the wait was 15 minutes. Uh, I think an hour and a half later, we got our seats. And then, uh... The mariachi band was playing, like the, the trumpet guy was playing, like he was playing in an empty stadium trying to play. It was like right here. It was super loud. We couldn't, we could not talk to the person like right here across the table from us. They couldn't hear us. That's, it was super loud. And then it took another 10, 15 minutes. They, they even took our drink orders. Another 10 or so minutes before we even got our drink orders. And then we just paid for the drinks and we left. It was stupid. So, so I don't do very often. But, you know, there's times that we maybe leave some complaints. But here are a few of my favorite instances. I'm going to show you guys some pictures of people complaining on social media. So you have this one. It says, yo, I ordered a pizza and came with no toppings on it or anything. It's just bread. And then he said this. Or the, or Domino says, we're sorry to hear about this. Please let our friends at Domino's UK know of this so they can help. He replied back with this. Never mind. I opened the pizza upside down. So... I feel like there were drugs involved or something with this one. <laughs> another, another complaint here. Hi, Waterstones. I've been locked inside of your traffic car. I'm not sure if that's how you say it. I don't know. Square bookstore for two hours now. Please let me out. And then he said, I'm free. So eventually, I guess, they let him out. And then we have uh, this person. This is, I love this one. Thanks for the dinner, Taco Bell. Uh, you're welcome, Joe. What did you get? I got diarrhea, but it was worth it. 
I couldn't be further from the truth. But I know that there's silly reasons to complain. And yes, I have to confess. I'm, like I said, I may use my social media platforms for petty complaints from time to time. Um, majority of the time, this is what my complaints look like. This is pretty much, if you go through my, like my Facebook feed, this, as you can see, this is four years ago. This is actually the year they won uh, the World Series, and I'm still upset. But that's how, they, that's how this is my life. I, most of my complaints on, actually all my complaints pretty much on social media are the Cubs, how they let me down. They haven't let me down this year yet. That's, that's probably going to happen. Um, but while some of us are using social media to whine about our dinners, there's some bigger people, or some, some people using social media to bring attention to much bigger and, and more important problems than my Cubs losing. You might be familiar with some of these popular campaigns and causes. Two months ago, at Breonna Taylor, February was Ahmaud Arbery, um, then it was even a bigger deal just about a month ago when the video came out. Of course, um, yeah, George Floyd was last week. Uh, Blackout Tuesday was yesterday. Uh, for years now, it's been several years that this has happened every year. Uh, in it, to end it, it's um, a, a way to bring awareness to end sex trafficking. Um, like the big, like Passion Church is kind of, I think maybe been the one who maybe started this and kind of, they do it every single year. You have uh, ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. Not really a, a, you know, a justice thing, but it was a hashtag thing that um, raised awareness for ALS. You guys know what ALS is? Um, it's, it's more commonly known as like Lou Gehrig's disease. That's how I always do it for forever until, you know, ALS challenge. Um, it was kind of happened in the summer of, of, of 2014. You guys may have seen people being dunked with ice, or you may have been dunked with ice. Um, it, it received more than, this is crazy, $41.8 million and 700, or 739,000 new donors between July 29th and August 21st. That's like three weeks. $41.8 million. That's a lot of money. Um, more than double the donations to the charity for the entirety of the year 2012. Um, that's what this hashtag did. Um, you have this one, probably one of the, you know, a big one, the hashtag me too for all the women who've been abused and standing up against their abusers. But the truth is, justice is more than a hashtag. Many of these social media campaigns have accomplished big things. They've done things. I remember back, I think it was 2012, some of you, you uh, adults remember like the Coney. Remember that thing? Remember Coney, the guy in Africa who was like getting like child people to be like murderers and all kinds of stuff. That was a big deal. And he was actually eventually arrested. Was, I mean, that was a big deal. But, you know, these, these things, they've spread awareness about what's wrong in the world and, and then help make those wrong things right. And that's what we call justice. Because social media is so accessible, we all have it pretty much some form almost on our phones. It's an incredible tool for spreading the word about a crisis or injustice super quickly, especially for people whose voices are ignored or silenced online. So although so much good can be done through social media, there can still be downsides to quote-unquote social media activism. So in the age of social media, it's easy to send a tweet or post a selfie or share a video about an inspiring cause or campaign. Uh, for many of us, though, there, that's where our justice work ends. I've seen pictures from all these protests of, like, influencers. I hate that term. I hate influencers. Like, I don't hate influencers, but I hate just what an, influ that an influencer is actually a thing. But I've seen them where they – I saw one where this girl was, like – the guy was boarding up some windows. She was driving by, asked if they could pick – like, grab the drill. She's pretending to drill wood into, to block the windows. She took a picture, and then they got in a Mercedes and drove away. That was her – it's your activism. And that's where, a lot of times that's where it stops. So is writing a great post really all it takes to make a difference in this world? Or is it possible that justice is about something 
more than a hashtag. Ephesians 2.10 says this. It says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. It's that verse. It says right there in the very top. You are God's masterpiece. You're created to do his work. So for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about some of the good works that you and I can do in the name of Jesus. Good works that right wrongs in the name of Jesus. But before we get there, we need to talk about you, your favorite subject. We have to start this conversation by reminding ourselves that you and I and the people sitting beside you are all people that are made in the image of God. We are all made in the image of God. You are made in the image of God. And I, we, we are all God's masterpieces. So as God's masterpiece, you were created with unique abilities, right? And unique qualities and strengths and experiences that are all your own. Like the things, like if you ever became a youth pastor, you'd probably do things a little differently than I would do it, right? Or somebody else in here has a, the same kind of job or, or does whatever. We're going to do things different because my experiences are different than your experiences. My strengths are different than your strengths. My abilities are different than yours. That's just, that's just common sense, right? You guys know this, correct? We're all different. We're all unique. Everybody's unique, but we're not because we're all unique. Whatever. And so... We're all different. God created us to do different things. That's why it talks about in 1 Corinthians that we are the body and that you know, we all have different parts. We all work together as a body to do God's work. And so you, what you may do and the difference you may make is different than what I can do. Because you can probably reach your friends better than I could ever reach your friends. Right? They're your friends. They don't care about me, some old dude. They couldn't care less about who I am. But they care about you. So you have a chance to reach out to them better than I ever could. So these things are all important details about, uh, of the masterpiece that God created you to be. So use those gifts, use those things to find and do what God has called you to do. But as God's masterpiece, you weren't created to be hidden away behind glass or placed on the shelf just to be looked at. Um, you're not like some piece of art that somebody buys and puts on the shelf. That's not what you were created for. You were created for so much more than just sitting there doing nothing. You're created for a purpose, and that, that is, it says there in that passage, to do good works that he designed. If you have a Bible, your phone app, whatever, turn to Micah chapter 6 will be our main passage. Take some notes. I meant to uh, I put them on the Bible app today. I got distracted watching Netflix. But it, was, it, was, it wasn't just Netflix. I was watching uh, a documentary. I was watching uh, 13th. You guys should check it out sometime. Um, but uh, it, was, it was educational learning that I probably should have done years ago, not just now. Micah 6, 6 through 8 is where we'll be. So the Bible has a lot to say about how the people of God are called and sent to do good works. We are given a mission by God himself. So as part of that mission, we are commanded over and over again to fight, to make wrong things right in this world. That's what we mean when we say justice. Uh, one of the most well-known passages of Scripture on this subject is the Old Testament book of Micah. Micah was a prophet of God. He was God's spokesperson to the nation who God sent to call out the unjust rulers of his, of his time, fight for the victims of injustice, and rally God's people to fight for change. That's what he was doing. So we see in Micah 6, 6-8, it says, With what shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves, a year old, will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, with ten thousands 
of rivers of oil. That's a lot of oil. Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? That's kind of a big sacrifice. Verse 8. He has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? So it was common back then for Jews to make elaborate sacrifices and different offerings to God at the temple. This is what he instituted in, in the first five books of the Bible. These sacrifices were designed to please God. In verses 6 and 7 of this passage, that's what Micah was pointing out. Because he says there, let me look, he's like, you know, should I come before with um, burnt offerings with year old calves? Should I, 10,000 rams, 10,000 rivers of oil? Should I give my firstborn child? That's a big deal. But the Micah says something very countercultural in verse 8. He's saying God doesn't care about all that. Instead of making a ton of showy sacrifices at the temple, Micah told God's people that God would rather have them to live out a faith that results in justice and mercy and humility. So God isn't looking for a faith that comes to church, that says the right things, believes the right things, does the right rituals. He's looking for a faith that goes outside of these four walls and makes a difference in the world. He's calling his people to do something. Do you hear me? He's calling his people, if you're a follower of Christ, that's you. He's calling us to do something. There's, there's so much wrong in the world around us. And sometimes it seems like everywhere we look, we see brokenness and tragedy and injustice, especially in the past couple months. The magnitude of the world's injustice can, just, can seem overwhelming. I mean, I get it. That's, there's a lot going on in this world that's wrong. You just scroll through some of the, the hashtags I mentioned earlier, and you're, you're going to see what I mean. Maybe you've heard me say or heard some of these adults say to do something, but instead of feeling inspired or motivated, maybe you felt helpless or you were unsure of where to start because it's a pretty daunting task. There's a lot that needs to be done. So if that's you. If you felt like you had no clue where to get started, then I hope these two things I'm going to tell you are going to kind of encourage you and help you. The first thing I want you to know and understand is that God is the miracle worker, not you and I. I think sometimes we think, man, I can't, I can't do this. There's so much to do. I, there's no way I can change these people's minds or change these people's hearts. I'm not asking you to. Because God is a miracle worker, not you. God is calling you and I to join him on his mission of making wrong things right in this world. But it's ultimately his mission. He is the miracle worker. But like I said, he does want us to be on his, top, on his side, on his team, and to do these things. God wants us to join him on his mission so he can use us in amazing ways that we can never dream or fathom. We join him when we choose to act justly to love mercy and walk humbly with him. So when we live that kind of faith, God can use, use us to do incredible things in the world. He can use us to make a difference if we're willing. Hopefully you're willing. The second thing is that you don't have to do everything. Just do something. I'm not asking you to tackle every single thing that's out there, every single injustice, every single wrong thing. I'm telling you to do something. That's it. Something. It's easy to become overwhelmed by all that's wrong in the world. It's pretty, pretty quick. But God isn't calling you to do or change everything that needs to be changed. That's way too much for this one person. So as God's masterpiece, you are uniquely designed for a purpose. Um, I don't know what injustice is you are uniquely designed to help, but I'm excited to see you discover that for yourself. 
Your unique qualities and strengths and abilities and experiences will equip you for whatever good works God has designed for you to do. Because you can't change the whole world, but you can be a part of changing something. Maybe as simple as extending grace to someone, the same grace that you want extended to you. We've had those bags over here for a little while. Um, that's an, I mean, homelessness, that's an injustice in our world that we see. Feel free to take a bag. You may have to take out some of the snacks that you guys put in there back in December. But you can always refill those. But other things you guys can still pass out because there's still homelessness around. Um, there's a good chance it may have kind of picked up a little bit with this whole Tom Hanks disease and losing jobs here in Premier Basin. That's the easy thing you guys can do. Grab one of those, clean out the expired snacks, put in some new ones, and pass those out. That's easy. I mean, there's all kinds of things that you guys can do um, to get involved. In. So I don't know your heart. I don't know your abilities, your passions. You do. So find those things that you're passionate about. We did that, I think, I remember walking into the, the high school girls class um, one Sunday school before all this kind of started. And talked, we kind of talked about this a little bit. Of what, you're, what are you passionate about? What can you do? And on the dry erase board in there, kind of, you guys kind of walk through that. Still, last time I checked, it's still in there. You guys kind of walk through that. See what you're passionate about, what you're, you're experiencing, where your heart is. And find ways to get involved. Do something. Don't just sit there and watch. Do something. So for the next three weeks, we're going to talk about what it means to do something in a way that aligns us with God's mission in the world around us. We're going to learn how to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly. I want you guys to just kind of sit in, in, in silent prayer. I'm going to give you guys some prompts, things to pray through, and then I'll close with some prayer before we head to our, our small groups. But while you're sitting there, I want you just to ask God to help you see yourself and others as God's masterpiece is designed for good works. So pray for a minute or two. Pray that God helps you see that you are truly a masterpiece. That you may tell yourself otherwise, or people may tell you otherwise, but you truly are in fact a masterpiece. Ask God to fill your heart with a desire for justice. Ask God to fill your heart with a desire for justice. To see wrong things made right. Ask God to open your eyes and your ears and your heart to opportunities to do the good works he has prepared in advance for you to do. Ask God to open your eyes and your ears and your heart for opportunities to do the good works that he has prepared in advance for you to do. Ask God to give you courage, perseverance to do something starting this week. Ask God to give you courage and perseverance to do something starting this week. God, our world is, is hurting and broken. We see things around us. We see 
that were, there were ways that we can make an impact, God, that we can do something. There's different ways, different injustices, different things that we brought attention and brought it to light. God, a lot of these things in this world, it's not... It's not just a race issue, God. It's a, it's a gospel issue. That you alone are the only thing that can write these things. But may we have a desire to come alongside that, to be the hands and feet of Christ in a world that desperately needs to see that. May we truly believe that the only thing that can fix this is you. And may we be excited to be a part of that. I don't, I don't understand all the things. I don't understand everything, God. But I'm, God, I pray that you help me learn. Help me to um, be more compassionate. God, to let me be, so to speak, to listen. May we find ways to do something. I pray you give these students a Opportunities, God, where they're obedient to do what you call them to do. God, they reach created for some specific purpose, some specific good work. God, I pray that they find what that is and they, they, they do it. I pray you give them courage to actually get off their butts and do it. And find ways to, to meet the needs of the people who, who are hurting. Because this world is hurting. And we have hope and we have the answer. And may we be willing to share that with those people. In your name I pray. Amen.